Hey, everybody, it's Johnny Moe. How are you? Coming to you with another episode of Broker Talk, where we have conscious conversations that help brokers improve their brokerage or their team. And my weekly get, uh, my weekly cohort's not here. Kristen, she is on vacation. I don't know what that's like. I should take one once in a while. But I do have one of my favorite people in the world who has done so much for our real estate industry. And that is the esteemed Mr. Dan Stewart from Happy Grasshopper. Dan, welcome. How are you? I'm doing really well, Johnny. Thank you for having me. Oh, man. Thank you for coming and taking time out of your busy day. And I do really mean that. I mean, you're always happy, even if you're in a bad mood. No, I don't think anybody can tell. <laughs> right. You're always smiling. You're always, you know, jovial and everything. Ask my, ask my family. Right. I mean, there are moments. Right. Everybody has those moments. That's how it goes. Yeah. But you do do a lot for the industry. You have an awesome product. You've been successful in multiple endeavors and you know what the path looks like. And you help people, you help the agent, you help the brokers. And I know this is broker talk, so we're going to focus on the brokerages. Mm -hmm. um, what, what exactly, just tell us real quick, what exactly is Happy Grasshopper um, and the product that you offer? Well, uh, thank you for asking. So uh, what we've done for the past decade at Happy Grasshopper is write and deliver content that's designed to accomplish one of three things. Uh, for agents, we'll produce new business from their past clients and sphere. For uh, agents and brokerages, we'll create and deliver lead conversion content. And then for brokerages, uh, we build highly effective recruitment plans that include software that actually supports the agent once they've joined. So our cool. system delivers uh, email and text and ringless voicemail drops and handwritten cards and is very comprehensive. Yeah, that is awesome. And to me, that is a powerful thing. One of your friends told me, if you can learn, Kevin Harrington, right? You you guys are good yep. friends there. And he told me at a session that I got to have with him about four or five years ago with my mentor at the time, he said, if there's one thing that you can take away, it's leverage is the most important thing. It's the most important thing. And that's what you just explained to me. If I heard it went in one ear process and came out the other, that is some serious leverage right there. That's the plan, right? Because it, I mean, particularly for the audience of brokers, because you're responsible for so much already. Mm -hmm. How are you expected to be an expert in anything and everything that can go sideways in a real estate transaction and be an expert in which messaging uh, frequency and timing is actually going to positively influence the results of the brokerage? It's yeah. a lot. It's a lot. And, you know, there, there's a lot of, there's, so many moving parts to what we do. And sometimes brokers, team leaders, agents alike take their eye off the prize because the squeaky wheel gets degrees. So when you're in your CRM or your database, that one that pops up is the one that they chase. A friend of mine, and I've heard this story multiple times from multiple different people. She was wondering why She's spending all this money and she was broke. And she's like, why am I not making the kind of money that I should be? We, should, we have all these leads coming in. So she went through and did a sampling of the leads, called the people. She had her um, administrator call. She has a name for, her. I don't know what it's called. And what she ass uh, assessed was she lost over $30 million in business that year be due to improper follow-up, right? And so the leads were coming in and that was it. It was like, okay, we'll call, we'll call. And you can, the leverage that you're talking about can help alleviate some of that, right? Oh, absolutely. And it needs to. So, it needs to. I mean, whether it's my system or whatever system it is, 
you have to know that the average length of time from when a lead registers to mm -hmm. when they're willing to talk to an agent is longer than it's ever been before. Mm -hmm. People register far in advance of when they're willing to transact. Sure. So, you know, think about this if you're an agent, right? You've just subscribed to a service and it's giving you leads. Your expectations are through the roof. Like you really believe those people are going to be ready to transact today. And then you call them and they don't call back. You email and they ignore you. It's not that they're a bad lead. It's just that it's going to be months and months and months before they're actually ready to transact. So, yeah. you know, my tip would be to set the right expectations and uh, to send content that's really focused on starting conversations so mm -hmm. you can build a relationship with that lead and then become the agent that they choose to work with when the time is right. So I heard a friend of ours say something on stage live the other day in Miami and I wrote it down. I'm not going to go get it now, so I hope I say it properly. <laughs> uh, Ricky Carruth, mm -hmm. um, you know, big name out there in the, in, the, in the coaching and circuit world, right? Does a lot of great things. And he, what you just said is a parallel to what he just said is the conversation is the common denominator. We're all trying to get to the conversation. Mm. So whether it, no matter what you're doing, we're all trying to get to that conversation. And what happens, I think, is we take it for granted, our database, our CRM, that it's going to do drip campaigns. It's going to do all this other stuff mm. for you. The same thing that it does for, you know, ooh, we all have X, Y, Z. Um, it's going to do yeah. all these things for you. But you got to elicit the conversation, right? Everybody's being bombarded with real estate. Buy now, buy me, sign with me, list with me. Here's your new properties. Some of that stuff is really important. But coming at it from an approach of, hey, when can we talk? Um, I think has has great power. Um, and you not only do the emails, you said you do the voicemail drops and you do the text messages. And it's all built. It's all built for somebody or do they have to do it then? No, we need to set it up for them. Okay. Um, and I mean, like happy grasshopper is great, but this shouldn't really be just about my stuff. It should be about what works, right? Mm -hmm. So I really prefer to to do what works in my personal life. That'd be my, my recommendation for anybody. Yeah. Like why waste time doing what doesn't work? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have to, we have to take a look at the terrain that we're trying to convert leads in. So, you know, NAR tells us, they show us the stats every year. Uh, we have about 100 million digital leads that are created for wow. about five and a half million transactions. Okay. Well, say that again for the people in the back. 100 million digital leads for about five and a half million transactions. Okay. Now, it, as daunting as that seems, it gets a little bit worse because uh, like the Wave Group did a study uh, and I couldn't believe the data. So we reran the same study just to see if we'd get similar results. And we did. Uh, the average lead gets very little follow-up from an agent. Mm -hmm. uh, one and a half phone calls and 2.07 emails on average. That's crazy. Right? So as a brokerage, if you're investing in creating leads for your agents, you know, you got to scratch your head. Like, why aren't they following up with these leads? How can these stats actually be true? And the reason is the agents are suffering from lead fatigue. Uh, so, you know, tech has supposedly filled this gap. And, and so today what we have is a consumer registering with on average up to 10 real estate agents Ten. before they transact, right? Wow. And what do you think that consumer is getting 
from all these agents. They're getting IDX search alerts, right? Mm -hmm. Price change alerts, new listing alerts, uh, search updates. They're getting that sort of content. And, you know, think of that buyer if they're registered with you and nine other agents and then maybe a portal or two, like pretty soon they're numb. Everything that they're getting just looks and sounds the same. And, and everybody at the, in the industry just seems to be the same. You know, I, I really don't like that because I believe real estate professionals for perform an essential needed service. And yet the way we're all following up with a one size fits all approach, it doesn't really argue for that value. It, it makes everybody seem the same. It does. So uh, I am not an advocate of one size fits all content. Mm-hmm. I love leverage, but I really believe that, you know, if you talk to your past clients in sphere, they're doing business with you because of you, yeah. your personality, your strengths, your professionalism. That's what they love. Yeah. That's what you need to teach these leads that come in. You can't just feed the market information. Yeah. You have to argue for why you're the right person to work with. Yeah. And uh, your past clients in Sphere know, right? So ask them and then teach that to your new leads. They do. And not not only that, NAR, the, the studies that they do, is well worth the whatever money we pay them. Mm-hmm. All the other political stuff I can do without. But this one thing that they do is worth the money. Yeah. And that's the yeah. report that they do every year. Maybe it's a generational report or yeah. they call it something else. It comes out in around, uh, I think it's March. It comes out March or May, three or five. But 75% of buyers and sellers on average, now it goes up and down a little bit, but mm-hmm. 75% of the consumers will go with the first agent that they talk to. So if everybody's coming at you the same way and then you come over there a little bit different and you're like, hey, um, you know, you get that conversation going and you engage in that conversation. You just had a three to one chance of getting that over your competition. I think that would be right. Three to one, 75 percent. Right. Well, so I'm kind of a geek, right? I'm going to geek out here for a moment. Yeah, please Um, do. You mentioned Kevin Harrington earlier. Uh, I have a mentor named Billy Harris. Okay. Uh, he's the CEO of Sempermit. They manufacture sterile gloves. And you know, going back 15 years, I can hear his voice in my head saying, if you've got good data, you can make good decisions. Mm-hmm. If you've got good data, you can make good decisions. So when I started Happy Grasshopper 10 years ago, we began measuring the results of every, every message we sent. We call this our queen bee reporting tool because uh, the most important thing we can do for our members is send content that works. And if we don't study what's working, how can we do that reliably? So uh, this data set that we've assembled shows us lots of things that are really useful for brokers and agents to know uh, when it comes to lead conversion. Mm -hmm. So initial lead response is very important still despite the fact that their first registration takes place so long before they're actually ready to transact, the challenge is you don't know when they register with you, is that their first registration or is that their last one before they're ready to actually go transact? Mm -hmm. So you have to have an excellent follow-up procedure when the lead is captured. And to me, that means acknowledging it when it comes in, in a way that's very much like an autoresponder, quickly followed with something that feels very human. Mm -hmm. Right. 
So it's 2021. Everybody knows what an autoresponder looks like. You, you enter your information on the site and microseconds later, you have a text or an email. You have something that, that happened. No human was involved there, uh-huh. right? Uh, that's obvious to everyone. You're not fooling anyone, right? Uh-huh. So, so we've got to delay it just a little bit and then send a message that seems exactly like mm-hmm. a human is involved, right? Yeah. So, hey, it's me, Dan. Uh, just uh, got your information. Thank you for registering on my website. I'd love to help you out with your search. Uh, it'd be really fun to have a conversation. Um, and you know what? I really, I've got something I, I want to ask you. So please call me. You can reach me directly at 727-533-517. That's my actual phone number, 727-533-5175. But it shouldn't sound like a radio commercial. Mm-hmm. It should sound like you're leaving a voicemail, like you've done thousands of times. Mm-hmm. So we and like be the, authentic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It should be. So now here's here's the kink in this. You've got a bunch of different lead sources, and leads come in at all time of the day and night, mm-hmm. right? So you have to set up systems that don't send that voicemail at three in the morning, right? You shouldn't have a text. I heard message those horror out, stories. Hey, I'm standing by. I'm ready to help you. No, you're not. <laughs> right we need to use our, our tech more wisely than that yeah no you're 100 right i've heard those horror stories of the autoresponders and then the text message at three o'clock in the morning or the the voicemail drop or whatever it was and it's like oh you gotta make sure that you have those things set up yeah. um because that can cause you to lose a sale and linda i know uh hopefully you're listening linda is an admin in the group and um, she has shared her story about she was the one I was using as an example earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, now we know why, Linda, that there, there was $30 million worth of leads that bought with somebody else. Because say, say that statistic again, 1.9 phone calls and 2.5. One, one and a half phone calls, 2.07 emails. And then the agent is like, oh, the lead's dead. Lead's but, dead. But they're just, they're focused on the new leads that have come in and the deal they're trying to close. And the, yeah. this one that did, failed inspection. And I mean, there's always stuff that's going on that can distract people from following up. So, yeah. And I, I, I always say this, man, everything you need, you have. And if you just slow down a little bit, you'll have even more than you ever could imagine. We're just going so fast looking for that yes person, right? Oop, out the door I go, right? right. If we slow down, I, I heard a statistic one time, maybe maybe you know more about it than I do. And it takes like an average of 13 follow-ups or 11 to 13 follow-ups before the person responds to you. Do you have any information on that? Um, I mean, everybody's got their stats, right? And 87% of stats are made up. Yeah. I see there's so many things that influence that because, you know, if you get a message from someone who you may not know personally, but you know professionally, like maybe they're an influencer and they reach out to you, uh, you're very likely going to engage right away from the first thing. So, so your presence makes a difference. Now, if you're a total stranger and you're reaching out to someone, obviously you're not going to get that instant response, but, um, like I'll give you an example here. Um, one of my favorite things to work on at happy grasshopper recruitment campaigns, Mm -hmm. because, you know, I really think that about 99% of the recruitment that takes place in real estate is being done in a way that's just mind numbingly wrong. Like 
Hear me, brokers, it's not about your model, right? <laughs> it's about you. You have got to show up as a leader that people want to follow. And, you know, you need to be positioned appropriately. And when that happens and you send the right kind of content, uh, responses can be amazing. So I have a, a relatively new recruitment client, uh, a broker in Florida. I won't name this person. Um, I think they want to keep us a little secret for them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he loaded 147 agents that he thought he would like to recruit. And we sent one message to those agents. He had a 46% open rate wow. and had five conversations about joining the brokerage as a result exactly. of that. Now, my job is not to sell a model or to sell a brokerage. It's to create the vehicle that allows a relationship to develop. Yeah, like exactly. that's it because just like a homeowner will choose an agent based on relationship before they'll choose one based on brand. Mm -hmm. uh, those agents that you'd like to join you in your brokerage, they're going to do so more readily if you build a relationship with them. Yeah. Right. And, and that goes the same for national brokerages, organizations, teams, franchises, independents, boutiques. Uh, we're all looking for someone we feel that uh, can guide us to the future we imagine for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be more effective with recruitment, that's how you do it. Yeah, for sure. And I love those stories. And th that's a phenomenal open rate. And five conversations is fantastic. And that's recruitment. Right. Mm -hmm. So for the brokerage, because it is brokerage talk, you can handle the offices or the brokerages leads. You can the, the, the real estate leads that are coming in and you can well, do recruitment for the people. So we're a decade into this. Right. And when we started, it was what are your problems? We'll try to solve them. Mm. And, you know, after doing this for so long, uh, we know exactly how to really positively influence a brokerage. And, you know, this. This knowledge is hard won. Uh, we're currently nurturing 22 million contacts for real Holy professionals. Good right? God, 22 million contacts. So we have an enormous data set that we can draw on and figure out what's really working and what's not really working. So the best way that I know to impact a brokerage's bottom line is to attract agents that want to produce mm -hmm. and then to help those agents produce. Mm -hmm. Like, how simple does that sound? right? Oh, that's all I have to do? Just attract agents who will produce and my brokerage will be great? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know it sounds absurdly simple to say and incredibly hard to achieve mm -hmm. uh, until you really take a look at how it's possible. So, yeah. uh, so or, uh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Um, like look into a brokerage. Any broker is listening to this, look into your brokerage and think about the agents that when you interact with them, you feel great. Like you leave that conversation feeling energized. And then think about those agents in your brokerage where you just feel like you need a vacation after that conversation, right? So you can learn from that. You could say, all right, what are the things that that agent I really enjoy uh, is struggling with? What's mm -hmm. their background? You know, what are they great at? What are some things that they believe? Like what are their innate values and beliefs about the way things work in the world? Uh, and, and if you look at the data set I have, uh, you really see some common threads start to appear. Uh, mm -hmm. Collaboration, someone who likes to share what they're doing that makes yeah. them successful. 
someone who uh, really exhibits traits of servant leadership. These are the types of agents every brokerage wants to attract. For sure. And, you know, these are the people who are getting bombarded with, uh, check out our model. Look right. at this great model. You do. Well, you should be with us because we've got a better model. Um, model, 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 model. Right. And it shouldn't be about the model. They're hearing that from everyone. Ninety mm-hmm. percent of the time, that agent is not susceptible to any sort of recruitment message. So when you you reach out with that kind of approach, it's it becomes very safe for them to ignore it. So I suggest starting conversations with them about things that are not safe to ignore, right? So, you know, Johnny, if you're an agent in my market and I wanted to recruit you and I sent you an email that said, uh, hey, Johnny, I was just reviewing the market stats. Looks like you crushed it in May. Congratulations. All my best, Dan. What are you going to do? You're going to write back, oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Right. There's no recruitment ask there because my mm. first goal is to figure out whether or not I would even want to recruit you. Yeah. Right. Let's build a relationship first. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's all sorts of strategies and ways you can reach out to someone in a way that they'll feel obligated to respond and sure. you'll have a chance to build that relationship. Yeah. And I, I want to say, just touch on a back end kind of thing. I think we were in Dayton, Ohio in a Mexican restaurant. You were eating fajitas um, because you're on some keto diet or something like that. And your <laughs> wife wouldn't let you even have a tortilla. And oh, who else was with us? Brandon. Um, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon was with you, right? Yep. I joined you guys. We're already there. And I joined you guys yep. after. And you were talking about deliverability. Mm-hmm. which is something nobody really talks about or probably even understands. And I think when we set up things ourselves and I know I'm subject to it, I, I don't want to end up in that dreaded spam folder. I mean, promotions is probation almost, but spam, we don't want to go there. Talk a little bit about deliverability and reputation and stuff like that. Just a minute. Um, I, I know it's over so many people's heads. It's even yeah. over my head and I was a network engineer, but we've the, had- the email's great, but getting it to the inbox is even greater. Right. So, First, I'll say, uh, even though it's 2021, email is still incredibly effective when it's done the right way. Yeah, uh, And it beats the next leading type of marketing you can do by about 42%. Uh, so when done right, it's incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. And just Google it. Like you know, most effective marketing 2021, Google that and you'll see email will come up first. Mm-hmm. Um now, the challenge is, of course, you've got all these different cohorts of people that you need to email. Uh, to simplify things, I really like to teach there's two kinds of people alive today. They know us and they don't, right? Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Our past clients in Sphere absolutely know who we are. Mm-hmm. We do not need to bombard them with sales messaging, right? That would hurt our send reputation. It would, it would, uh, Screw up our deliverability if we're just sending marketing stuff all the time to mm-hmm. people who don't want it. Now, the other group, the people who don't know us, those are our leads, right? And, and in the case of a brokerage, it could be that agent you don't have a relationship with yet that you'd like to recruit. Yeah. Well, so you've got to send content with them that does not look like marketing. Mm. Uh, I do not have a tattoo If I did, it would say, if it looks like marketing, it's safe to ignore. 
Okay. Think of what you do when you open your email. Everybody who's listening to this does the same thing. You're looking for the one thing you actually have to pay attention to, right? Mm -hmm. Your brain's on filter mode. Is this important? Is this important? Is this important? And universally, it's messages that look like it's from a human mm -hmm. uh, that are important. And even more so if it's a human you know. Yeah. So to get really great deliverability, you've got to have a balance of sending that content because you'll always get a higher open rate with people who know you. Mm -hmm. And a system-wide system average at our company is 41% open rate for email. That's phenomenal. So, I mean, that's crazy great because uh, the average in real estate is about 12%. Wow. Um, sending to that group that you know is what really makes the biggest difference there. Mm -hmm. But um, now I'll, I'll answer your actual question, which is really geeky and boring. But all of that I just said influences this because even if you do this next part, if you don't get that first part right, it isn't going to work. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a few tips that everybody can implement here that are going to positively impact your deliverability and your open rates. So uh, first thing, ask questions in the subject line. Mm -hmm. That tends to get things opened. Um, one of the, the things we we discovered in our Queen Bee reporting. Like, remember a few years ago, we start using emojis in emails. And I thought, mm -hmm. oh, that's really going to positively in impact the open rate. And it's neutral, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't have a, as much of an impact as asking a question does. Right? So uh, that's just a, a quick, easy thing you can do to impact deliverability. Uh, another would be don't use HTML. Right? Don't do that. Just send a text email. Uh, it's much less likely to end up in a promotional folder. Uh, don't use words like free. Don't use dollar signs. Um, now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that sort of content can get uh, shunted into a promotions tab easy enough. Yeah. Uh, and then one of the big things would be to combine uh, large sends that are supported by lots of small sends. So, uh, here's the geeky stuff. Uh, imagine you're a spammer. How do you behave? You load a new list to a new IP address and you send a ton of content all at once. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're just starting out using email marketing with a new system, you can't start by sending a ton of messages. You have to build it up. Mm -hmm. Like this, this new broker client that I just uh, mentioned a few minutes ago, 147 people was the first send. Right. If we had sent to 14,700 people, it would have ended up in spam and promotional folder. Sure. So uh, quantity. Now, even when you're warmed up, even when, you know, you're you can uh, study your send score. It's kind of like a credit score and really optimize every little thing. Best practices are still to send in quantities of less than 5000 recipients. So uh, one of the things we do in our system is we automatically segment it. So let's say somebody has a list of 200,000 people they're emailing. We would break that up into units of 5,000 sends each and yeah. just make it easy. The user doesn't have to worry about it. The messages go out and, you know, they get delivered where they should. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's what we want. I think when we really drill down, we have to take a look at all the systems that we're using and what is the best leverage 
technology or system or methodology that we can use to fulfill the end result. And the end result is a lead, a, a true lead, a conversation, ultimately the sale. I say the same thing with video. I do a lot of video marketing, as you know. I say the same thing. The video is just a medium. Mm -hmm. It's what you do with the video that's important. The video is allowing you to go have conversations with businesses and and those types of things. Email, all these leads are coming in. And if we're just auto-responding, I think we're burning some money out the back door where if we took that stuff that's coming in, if we took our past clients, which, you know, two separate emails, right? Two Mm -hmm. separate methodologies between what you're going to do and we did it properly, we're going to have a massive increase in our bottom line. And at the end of the day, that's what we're after. Yeah. Yeah. So you said something there I want to dig into a little bit because like autoresponder, automation, that stuff is not bad, not by Mm -hmm. any stretch of the word. I mean, that's a great thing to be able to do when it's done properly. Like where it's bad is where it's set up improperly and somebody gets five of the same messages. Like Mm -hmm. that's painful. Or you shift something in the back end. They were on message 11 in your campaign and now they're starting over at the beginning. Uh, or, Guilty. or yeah, you know, everybody does these kind of mistakes here, yeah. uh, or at least knows somebody who's made these mistakes. Yeah. Uh, you know, those are painful things you want to watch for. Yeah. Um, but back to this, this concept of balance between people who know you and people who don't, um, if, if we could just talk for a moment about people that know you, um, there's a, a sequence of messages we send that on average produces 12 transactions per year for every 100 recipients who are known by the sender, right? So this is not for leads. This is not for like old zombie cold dead leads or brand new leads. It's only for those people that if you're walking around the grocery store with would be like, Johnny, how are you? Yeah. Like not not just sphere, not just past clients, but people who enjoy. Right. Yeah. yeah those the, the special ones. Uh, so that frequency, uh, once every three weeks for email, that's 17 touches per year. And that's supported by 12 texts, 12 ringless voicemail drops, social media content, and handwritten cards. So 41 touches per year. Wow. So 17 emails, 12 texts. 12 ringless voicemail drops. And then, of course, you might choose to send a handwritten card when you want to. Uh, I like that for birthdays, transaction anniversaries, holidays. Uh, And then uh, for me, my personal recommendation would be daily social media posts. Mm -hmm. And every time you're getting engagement on the post, uh, like their comment, and then continue the conversation via Messenger, if you're on Facebook, for example. Sure. Pull it into the DMs. Um, the 12 texts and the 12 voicemail drops. Here's the sequence. Their birthday, their transaction anniversary, six holidays that you choose. Holidays are important to you. And then once a quarter, so four times a year, a lead harvesting message. So that's what we do to support the agents at brokerages that we support for recruitment. And it's absolutely nuts how well it works. It's so good. I did a, a session yesterday with Janki Patel. I know you know her. Yeah, Janki. And uh, she sent uh, a message of ours out. She got two listings from it like a week ago. 
in today's crazy white hot market conditions with low inventory everywhere, yeah. uh, you know, your sphere, your relationships, that's where the business is. Yeah. So that is, and I'll tell you what, let's go back to the NAR stats, guys. They don't lie. Up to 60% of buyers will come. They either worked with you in the past, they know you, or you they were referred to you, or they know you through the community, or they were referred to you from somebody else. And it's 70%, I think it might actually be 71 or 72% of sellers know you somehow worked with you in the past. You want you want money? Go where the majority of people are right? And the majority of people come from. The thing is, you got to walk, I think, walk a little bit slower and intentionally and with intent mm -hmm. versus we don't have a safety net. So we don't have this way to shut it off. So it's like, I got to be always in perpetual motion, responding, doing something where yeah. I think if we just slow it down and focus that book, there's a book out there. I forget who wrote it. <laughs> Acres of diamonds. It's a real tiny little book, right? Everything you want is right in your backyard. You just have to know how mm -hmm. to extract it. And that's what you do masterfully. We're all doctors, right? We're all physicians. You're a specialist. You're, you're a brain surgeon. You're a heart surgeon, right? Same thing. Well, I, I just, I've had the advantage of being focused on this for 15 years. That's it. Uh, Happy Grasshopper's 10 years old, but I built and sold a CRM company prior to that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this has been a huge part of my life, really being focused on, on the messaging, right? Yes. Because yeah, I mean, think about it. Everything sends content today. Uh, Samsung makes a refrigerator that will text you. <laughs> I, it's it's absurd. Like, you you throw a rock in real estate, you hit a thousand different systems that do essentially the same thing. Sure. Uh, so I really believe that it's the quality of the content that I, makes the biggest difference. I agree, and, and I would say the same thing on social media. It's the quality of the content. An NAR stat you just kind of triggered for me with your comment. Um, last week I was, uh Oh, we might've lost Dan. It was a super great event. Um, I think we glitched there for a moment and my dad, we lost you. For yeah. <laughs> Where did you lose me? Uh, right when you started to talk. <laughs> okay. All right. So I was in Toledo last week doing an event with Jared James and Nick yeah. Bailey. It was uh, a Remax event. It was, it was so cool. And, Jared said uh, there's a stat that 89% of people say they would work with the same agent again. And only 11%. I was like, ah, oh, that is really interesting. That is very and, interesting. And then there was, there was another stat about all the investment capital in real estate. Mm -hmm. And nearly all of it goes into lead generation and all sorts of other you know, transaction stuff, efficiency stuff. Uh, there's no investment capital applied towards past clients and sphere. And, you know, to me, that's just an amazing uh, oversight because, you know, every time I'm in front of an audience, I always ask them, so, you know, raise your hand for me if most of your business comes through relationships and like 70% of the hands go up in the room. Uh, it's just kind of universal. So, you know, when, when we're in an unprecedented market as we are today, it's those relationships that get us through. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's our time, man. I, I hope everybody enjoyed what we were talking about because Dan is the master. I mean, it's not just about the deliverability. It's about, it's about the, uh, 
It's also cat. about the content, right? The cat, <laughs> the cat's up here making me hot and bothered. Um, it's about the content. It's about the, the interaction and, and approaching it a little bit differently and getting that response. When you're getting open rates like that, when you're getting engagement like that, when you're getting an extra 12, trans, 12 transactions per year. Average of 12 per year. Yep. That That is ridiculous. If we're leaving money on the table and I know me as an efficiency type of person, I want to collect all those people. And Linda, again, I'm talking to you. Um, you know, there, there's ways to close those gaps and everything else like that, because we don't need to spend more money. We don't need more leads. It's not a lead problem that we have. It's a follow-up problem. It's a conversion problem that we have. And Dan, has, that's what you do. That is what you spent your last decade perfecting. And um, how do people get a hold of you, Dan? Uh, well, you can go to happygrasshopper.com. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to have a call with me, just put a slash Dan on the end. Mm-hmm. That'll pull up my calendar. And, you know, more than anything else, I'm here to serve. So mm-hmm. if there's anything I can do to support uh, whoever's hearing this in your journey uh, in any capacity, sincerely, I'm here for you. I'd like to help. Yeah. And he does. He's uh, like I started with. He's an honest good person that truly wants to help and has done so much for the people that I know and in the industry and such like that. One of the silent heroes, I know you would never take the trophy or anything else like that. You'd just be like, yep, yep, I'm just doing my thing. But man, you are an asset to our industry and I thank you. And um, to everybody listening, thank you for listening. Go to happygrasshopper.com. If you want to book an appointment, talk to Dan directly, just do a slash Dan and you can get on his schedule. Dan, thank you for being here in Broker hey, Talk this thank week. Thank you, Johnny. All right. Bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.